1: This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back,
0: folks. You're listening to More Money on 77 Talk Radio WABC. I've said it so many times before, but I will say it again. This is the single best talk radio station in the United States. It has an amazing reach. Uh, we reach everywhere from up to Maine to I've had callers call in from Georgia. Uh, We are all over the East Coast. And so it is a great privilege for me to host this show every Saturday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m., the More Money show. Uh, So we have two great guests uh, this week uh, who have taken some time off on their Labor Day weekend to uh, come on the show. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, The first is David Banson who uh, you all know David Banson. He is uh, all over Fox News and Fox Business News. He's one of the top financial analysts in the United States of America. He's with the Banson Group and is a good friend. So David, thank you so much for joining us. And then we also have uh, my colleague, uh, my buddy from the Wall Street Journal years. Uh, I spent 10 years at the Wall Street Journal editorial board. I think John was there a lot longer than that. Uh, He is one of the top political minds. He's now with National Review. He also is uh, my right-hand man at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, when I was mentioning earlier about the Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline, John is our political reporter who just, you know, gets great stories on things you're not going to read in the mainstream uh, media. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. OK, let's get right down to it. David Batson, what is your um, take on the jobs report? Uh, I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal headline today. De- Delta variant throttles job growth. Um, is that all there is to this story? Is there more? And, and by the way, you know, I don't think those jobs numbers were all that bad. I mean, we did have a revision upward of 100,000 from the previous month. But what is your take?
2: Well, it's not just that I don't think that the Delta variant was the main factor. I don't necessarily even think it was a factor. I think that what you see under the hood With Uh the labor participation force still not improving despite the fact that so many new jobs have come back, uh, that you kind of have a really big disconnect here in that you've seen a dramatic improvement in the unemployment rate, a dramatic improvement Mm -hmm. in jobs coming back from the sort of idiosyncratic event of last year, and yet there are apparently – Um, something to the tune of 2%. It's making a 2% difference in the labor participation force of people that have given up on looking for a job. And so until we get a good month or two past this September moment of that atrocity that was the extension of federal supplemental unemployment, (laughs) uh, we're not going to have a good enough clarity to really be able to know what's going on.
0: Well, the reason I have you on this show is because I agree with you 100%. You're, I couldn't agree more. I, I do think there is some, uh, you know, uh, D- uh, Delta variant, um, you know, influence. But I but but the main point that you're making, I completely agree on that these uh, unemployment benefits. And, and by the way, David, it's not just unemployment benefits. As you know, we're working very closely with Casey Mulligan, who's one of the top labor economists in the country at the University of Chicago. And he points out, you know, it's not just the extra unemployment benefits people are now getting extra food stamps we're giving them rental assistance we're giving people these checks that we're sending out remember at the beginning of the year everybody got three thousand dollars and now they're doing three hundred dollars per child uh you know um per month Uh, so you got three kids we're giving you a thousand dollar check i mean people are just getting all of this free money from washington and i say that that's the main factor behind this stalled out labor force participation
2: well, no, I totally agree, and and I think the only comment I make on why I'm downplaying the Delta intervention yeah. is that the, the leisure and hospitality numbers didn't get worse. Right. You would That's think right. that that would have been the place in which jobs would have gone the first, but I think people continue to underestimate the American people's insistence. Upon getting their lives back, they're still flying, they're still eating out, they're still traveling, and leisure hospitality not come all the way back the way I want. But it it didn't get worse, and that's why it's hard to kind of point Delta on that that number.
0: I, I want to get to John Fund in one second, but I want to ask you one other question, uh, David, before we uh, go to our first break, and that is, you said something um, on I think it was a fact business the other day. I was watching, and it was something to the effect that, you know. One, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it was something to the, to the extent that, you know, um, that because Joe Biden's capital has been so drained by the catat- cat- catastrophe that's happened in Afghanistan, that this makes it less likely that we're going to have this horrific three and a half trillion dollar spending bill that redistributes income and raises taxes and that that may, <laughs> you know, in a, in a way, You know, in other words, what I'm saying is I'm perplexed that the stock market, your investor friends keep investing in this economy, even though, you know, Biden's throwing all these negatives at the economy. Are you saying you don't think it's going to happen?
2: Yes. And, and so this is the discussion I've been having with our mutual pal, Larry Cudlow, all year, is yeah. that I think the stock market understands James Madison and Alexander Hamilton better than, than an awful lot of, uh, of uh, others do, because the reality is that cinema and Mansion have always been worst case, worst case, a hedge mm-hmm. against the actual plan that Biden right. proposed. Now, something in the middle could still be negative. I don't want to see any movement higher in marginal rates on corporate income or investment income. But my point is that the tail risk has always been able to be priced out because the Democrats just simply haven't had the margin. And the thing that no one has ever commented on but me, and I don't know why because I'm never the only one right about anything, it's not just the Senate. It's the House.
1: Three-vote
2: margin. Three-vote margin. It's not (laughs) enough to get radical legislation done like this. So I think that the market is optimistic, and I share the market's optimism. And I think your point about Biden's weakening political capital, uh, you heard me
0: correctly. Sinema wasn't going to vote for this thing before, but she's sure not going to vote for it now. (laughs) All right, John Fudd, weigh in here. This is your area of expertise. Do you agree with uh, the political calculus here?
1: Well, first of all, on the unemployment numbers, um, again, as we saw before, unemployment keeps going down. The unemployment rate keeps going down only because the labor participation force <laughs> right, is going right. down. But also, yeah. notice there is a stubborn number African American unemployment continues to remain high.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it's not declining, which tells me that some of the most vulnerable people to layoffs and, uh, uh-huh. and COVID are staying out of the labor force. And that would be the African American population. So this is this is not good news. Uh, secondly, on the um, on the what I call the Biden-Bernie bankruptcy bill, three point five <laughs> trillion dollars.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I think that the Democrats are going to have to have a, um, a come to AOC moment. Uh, they're not very religious, so I call it come to AOC. They're going to have <laughs> to re- figure out with the progressives. Uh, that they can pass something that's maybe a trillion, maybe a trillion and a half, but they should take their winnings and exit the casino. Because if they try to go for everything, I can almost guarantee that David's right, that they are – the moderates are going to be nervous that – with Biden at 43 percent or 44 percent approval rating and no prospect of that going up, uh, they could that bill could cost them their seats. Remember, Obamacare cost the Democrats a bunch of seats in 2010. Uh, Hillary Care and uh, tax increases cost the Democrats a bunch of seats in 1994. So, the yeah. same thing could happen again.
0: John, uh, you, re- uh, you, you saw that piece uh, in the Wall Street Journal yesterday that's gotten all the attention by uh, Joe Manchin saying uh, something to the fact that, you know, he can't vote for three and a half trillion dollars spending bill and that we should take a pause. That's his term, a pause. Um, can we try, I've been asked this so many times in the last 48 hours, but I wonder what your take is on this. Can we trust Joe Biden to keep his word? I mean, not I'm sorry, not Joe Biden, uh, Joe Manchin. <laughs>
1: no, of course not. You can't trust any politician to necessarily keep their word. However, <laughs> It is in Manchin's self-interest to have a much slower process. Remember, Manchin is unreliable on final votes. He is not unreliable on tactics. Uh, he knows that if if you abandon regular order, if you don't even read the bill, if you jam this through, there's going to be a, hor- a- a host of horror stories coming out of this bill that will discredit it and damage yeah. moderate Democrats. Also, the longer the process goes, the more Manchin can, let, can wheedle more concessions for his state, more concessions for his favorite pet projects out of it. Right. It right. makes perfect sense for Manchin to want to slow the process down. That increases his influence. And if we slow the process down, we have a much less worse bill. And so, was, uh, can I just point out, too, to, to
2: John Twain, Steve? If he slows it down, yeah. you might get on the other side of the November Virginia election. And, see, I don't think the California recall is a national bellwether at all, but I do think the Virginia governor race is. And, and if, if, if the Republicans pull that out in Virginia, I think that costs 20 House Democrat votes that get scared about going with this radicalism. I really do.
0: So uh, that's a great point. And uh, hold on, John, let let me just make one quick point here. Um, David, you know, what's really interesting, look at the polls in New Jersey. (laughs) You know, you've got uh, the governor of New Jersey, who is Murphy, who is only at about 46% at the polls. And, you know, lightning could strike there as well. But we're going to go to break in one second. So I want to both ask you for a quick prediction. We have one minute before we go to break. What? You know, Biden wants three and a half trillion. David, what is your best guess um, for, you know, what the final price tag will be for this bill? And how high do you think they'll raise the corporate tax rate?
2: I think they're going to raise the corporate tax rate to 25, but go to full expensing on R and D, which is set to expire. So net receipts will be zero, meaning uh, I think they're going to kind of look like they raised the rate, but, uh, which, but not actually raise the revenue. Um, total spending cost will have a one in front of it if they can get anything done. The reason why I say what? if yeah. is, yeah, Mansion yeah. and Cinema would vote for some of the one in front of it, but the progressives
0: yeah. may not. Okay, John, what is your prediction on that? Both those things.
1: Uh, David is absolutely right on both. Uh, You know, the Democrats have had a parade of lobbyists come through, including many that support their candidates, saying don't vote for higher corporate taxes. So they'll go for the perception of raising them, but not the reality.
0: Okay, Uh, I'm pretty close to where you are, by the way, 25 percent. We're right now at 21 percent. So that's moving us in the wrong direction, but it's not the uh, 28% of the five months. We'll be right back, folks. Uh, I'm with David Banson of the Banson Group and John Fund from National Review and Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Uh, we're we're going to also, in, in about 15 minutes, take your questions on the More Money Hotline. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to Talk Radio WBC. Uh, we will be back in a minute.
1: It's More Money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore.
0: Welcome back, folks. You're listening to more money on 77 talk radio WABC. We're going to be taking your calls in about 10 to 15 minutes. And I want to hear from you about what you think about this $3.5 trillion massive debt package with the biggest tax increase in the history of America included in it. Uh, you were just heard John Funn call this the Biden Bernie bankruptcy bill. And I couldn't agree with him more, but I'd love to hear whether you're for it against it. I to hear from Democrats and Republicans. So here's the number. To call uh, in, a, in a few minutes, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222 or 1-800-848-WABC. Hope you're all having a great uh, Labor Day weekend. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous weekend on the East Coast. I have two fantastic guests, uh, David Banson of the Banson Group, who's one of the top Uh, investment advisors in the United States of America, and we have John Fund, who happens to be one of the great political analysts uh, in the United States of America. So uh, we have uh, a superstar panel. John Fund, um, can you give me just a quick two-minute summary of three races, okay? The California uh, recall race, the New Jersey governor race, and I'm going to add to that one the the uh the uh, Virginia New uh, New Jersey both have governors races this year, so w- w- give us your quick update on those.
1: Well, the California recall is going to have a hundred million dollars spent to save Gavin Newsom's sorry political future.
0: A h- hundred million.
1: A hundred million, and that's oh probably going to be eight times what is spent to try where, where, to recall.
0: Hey that. John, John, where's that money coming from?
1: Uh, it's coming from largely public employee unions because Newsom. Oh is my god. Funneled money to them. Also, George Soros is in for a million dollars. Oh God! And of course, trial lawyers and the usual people, because they realize that if California were <laughs> to recall Gavin Newsom, the the Biden bill would be dead. Um, that was so. Be what, are the,
0: what are the odds? What are you What are you placing the odds now that uh, that uh, Newsom is recalled?
1: Oh, I think only about thirty uh, percent. I think that 30%. the Democratic strategy of getting their base vote out by scaring people about what Larry Elder would do as governor uh, is working. Uh, So it's not over, but it doesn't look good. As for New Jersey, Jersey. uh, I have to think that Governor Murphy will win reelection because he has all of the advantages of the Democratic machine and spending. However, he stubbornly remains, as you pointed out, below 50 percent in the polls. That's a Mm -hmm. dangerous point for an incumbent because an incumbent is universally known. And if you're not willing to vote for him at this point, what would change to make you vote for him in the future? Well,
0: John, John, you and I remember when, uh, was it um, Christine Whitman Whitman
1: versus Jim Florio?
0: Yeah. So it could be a repeat of that. Uh, Who knows? But OK, give me your quick assessment of Virginia.
1: Again, using the 50 percent benchmark, Terry McAuliffe has been governor of Virginia already. He is 100 percent known to the voters. He's still below 50 percent. In fact, he's only hit 50 percent in one out of 20 polls that have been conducted so far. So I think that he's actually an underdog because Youngkin has the money and he has the organization and he has the grassroots get-out-the-vote effort to bring the Republican vote out and the independent vote. I also think that Hispanics are swinging against... Uh, uh, McAuliffe because they're upset about the COVID restrictions. An enormous number of minority-owned small businesses in northern Virginia have closed their doors. They couldn't keep open. So I think Virginia is actually tilting slightly Republican.
0: David Banson, let's sw- uh, swing to the stock market. Uh, I made a big mistake at the beginning of this year. I bet against America, and I pulled a lot of my money out of the market, which wasn't a very good idea because I, I just was so terrified of the Biden agenda. And yet the stock market has been a complete rocket ship. My friend uh, Jeff Yass of Susquehanna Capital says just the increase in the valuation of American assets this year has been greater than, uh, than all of the listings of Chinese companies. So, you know, it's been incredible and so the question is, can it continue? Well, it, it, it can to
2: some degree, but I think there are a lot, large portions of the market that are pretty well stretched in valuation. But I agree with the thesis of betting against America and betting against corporate America's ability to expand profit margins beyond what we think is possible has not been a very good bet. Um, My (laughs) view is that the market still has plenty of opportunities in certain sectors, but it is a time to be much more selective. In other words, the easy money has been made, and that's generally the good part for index investors. But I think at this point, uh, people are going to have to be more selective. I mean, can – Uh, uh, Amazon trading at 100 times earnings get up to 120 times earnings? Sure, it could, but that's all you're betting on at this point with some of these overstretched valuations is multiple expansion where I think that there are still financials. God knows the energy sector has plenty of value and consumer staples. There's some areas that I still think have opportunity. And you have to remember, Steve, even though you don't like it and I don't like it, We're doing all this against an easy money paradigm where the comparison is to a 1% treasury rate. And so it it allows for investors to take more risk because there is no alternative.
0: Well, David, how much longer can that go on? I mean, is the world so simple that all we have to do is just keep pouring money into an economy and the stock market goes up?
2: (laughs) Well, remember, we have not just simply had valuations go higher. Profits are up 40% yes. this year. Now, yeah, a lot of that right. is based on a real low level from last year out of the COVID lockdowns. Yeah. Uh, but what we were getting is, you well recall, we were getting CapEx again after the Trump tax cuts. We were getting the supply side going. We were getting uh, some non-residential fixed investment into the GDP number. And so you look at what was happening in 2019, you said, OK, well, this, you know, 10 year economic expansion is getting some extra innings. And then COVID came. So I've been trying my best to not analyze this based on the COVID uh-huh. moment or even the COVID recovery, but the post post COVID moment, which certain governors and teachers unions don't want to ever happen. But the reality is my question about the economy is not about Joe Biden. Uh, the political correlation to these things is sketchy at best. My question is on the supply side. Are we going to get investment into productivity that expands the economy a couple more years? And I don't know the answer into 2022 and 2023. It's a big open-ended question.
0: So a question for both of you, but first for you, David, about just these American companies. I mean, you're right. This is being driven by profits, the the drive up in the market. And uh, the profitability of American companies was really an incredible thing to behold. How is it, I mean, this is a broad question, but we're just beating the pants up, 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 up of Europe, off of Asia, off of China. Uh, what, what What is behind the amazing American success story in terms of these incredible businesses? Well, here, here's
2: the answer is we have the talent. We have the ingenuity. We have the innovation. Right. We have the DNA. Right. We have the entrepreneurialism. Um, <laughs> right. but there, there's one area where China's beating our pants, and that's in the bond market and currency. And, and uh-huh. so what, what we have is an addiction to low cost of capital, and what they have is a desire to be more globally competitive with their currency. And so you almost get in a situation where a global investor might want to go long U.S. equity, but long China currency. And I don't like saying that because I want king dollar, you know, but we're, we're not living in that environment. And so, uh, you're, listen, if anyone's paying attention, it should be a non-ideological conclusion. You want to right. bet on self-interest. You want to bet on the profit motive, yeah. <laughs> and you want to bet on the ingenuity of the American free enterprise system.
0: So, John Fund, uh, you know, a lot of this ties into this gigantic uh, massive uh, debt spending bill that, uh, and tax bill that Biden wants. And you were saying that uh, you think it's going to be about maybe half the size that they want. But that's still that's still a lot of money, one point seven trillion or so dollars. But uh, how nervous are the Democrats uh, in the House? We always talk about the Democrats in the Senate, like Cinema and Joe Manchin. But there are. At least fifteen Democrats and Republican districts. Is 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 Nancy Pelosi going to be able to get her vote? And let me just add one other thing to that before I let you answer this. You know, it was interesting. AOC really lit into Joe Manchin. <laughs> I don't know if you saw her tweet, but boy, she just ripped him apart. So is their coalition coming apart?
1: Uh no, because I believe that in the end uh they're all going to jump off the cliff like lemmings. However, they can yes. only lose three or four lemmings in the House, as David mentioned. Right. And yeah. I don't believe that when this vote comes up, which will be November or December, I mean, we've just seen that, you know, Biden's poll numbers, new polls just came out this morning. He continues to decline. I don't believe Democrats are going to jump off. All of every single Democrat is going to jump off the cliff for Joe Biden. Uh, so they don't, have to, they don't have to lose their coalition's cohesiveness. They just have to lose three or four people. And in the House, remember, everyone is up for election next year, and the Senate is only one out of three.
0: So um, the big question now is, you know, how bad this bill will be? Uh, let me kind of, David, what do you think? Obviously, we don't know all the aspects of this bill. I hear that it could be as many as 10,000 pages long. And uh, it's going to be, of course, no one's going to read it. But what are what do you think are the most negative features of this bill that you, that you see, whether it's the taxes, the debt, the IRS funding, the union stuff? I and mean, what do you think is the most damaging to the economy? And that, by the way, we're talking to David Banson and John Fund. David, you go first.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it were to really happen, the worst part would be the headline issues on marginal tax rates, you know, right. the revamping of investment income, the idea of getting rid of step up. I mean, you would just create yeah. so much. So, 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 David, Dave,
0: David, explain to people what step up. What do you mean? What do you mean by that?
2: Yeah, of course. Right now, people invest into a project. They buy stock in a company. They invest in their own business. They buy real estate. And when they die and pass it on to their heirs, the heirs get what's called a step up in basis. So maybe mom and dad invested 500 grand. It's now worth 2 million. And then um, they don't have to pay taxes on that million and a half gain just because mom and dad died, which forces all kinds of sales of assets and desperate sales. And it creates huge disincentives. Well, with the step-up is a great idea to kind of keep continuity, keep proper capital right. allocation. They're proposing getting rid of it, and, and they're proposing getting rid of it for no reason whatsoever. Um, it is not in any way a revenue Generator. It is purely driven by uh, class warfare, and and I think it's a disaster. But but I'm picking one thing, and and I bet you I could say that it's a tie for 10 things if we have the time to go into it. This bill is so bad that it's almost hard to answer because a lot of the things you just know can't ever happen. And then the amendments that they – and I bet John knows a lot about this – they were passing Mm. amendments five minutes after they passed the framework – they were totally undermining it this the small business increase they, Joe Biden wants to get rid of what uh, you guys did for LLCs and S corps by kind right. of extending um a backdoor corporate tax cut to small business owners Biden wants to get rid of that and then 5 minutes later the Senate voted to define a small business as less than 500 employees and so they 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 basically have already cut out some of the most extreme yeah. stuff that they could be doing
0: but, you know, it's interesting, John Fund, uh, that I was just – I have the Wall Street Journal right in front of me, and there's a story here that I was reading this morning about <laughs> – the title is Bill Funding Vexes Democrats. And what they are saying is Democrats can't find a way to pay for this bill. And, uh, there, you know, it turns out all these tricks and schemes and scams they have to to, so-called, to raise revenue and so on aren't are being scored as revenue raisers, and so they're a trillion dollars uh, behind – uh, how big of a problem is that going to be for the Democrats? Are they just going to massively increase the debt?
1: Uh, a lot of them want to try to do that. However, I think the media will eventually start asking questions because, remember, mm. even people in the media are in the stock market and even people in the media have economic futures and retirement plans. And everybody knows that the, the pileup of debt does have an end point. And I believe we have a race right now between what David would call you know, productivity-based economic growth and artificial right. economic growth from the Fed. And I think we are clearly past the point where uh, we can trust the Fed's artificial economic growth to sustain us. It's, it's, it's going, people are not going to buy that this casino can stay open much longer.
0: So on the way out, David Banson, I want to ask you another prediction um, that is... Uh, do you think Jerome Powell will be reaffirmed, uh, re-nominated by, uh, by uh, President Biden to head the Fed? And if not, who, who? assuming for a minute it wasn't going to be him, who would it be?
2: Well, there's no question if it wasn't going to be him, it'd be Lael Brainerd And so all of us should hope it will, it will be Chairman Powell. And yes, he wait, be wait, 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 wait. Sorry.
0: Sorry. Who would it be? Lael Brainerd. Oh, OK. Is he bad? I don't know much about him.
2: It's uh, She, and, and no, she, she was no, who no. she was who they were looking at for Treasury Secretary when Janet Yellen got it.
0: Uh, so okay. there,
2: there's a kind of chatter that the reason Janet Yellen came out supporting Powell to be reappointed is because Brainerd could be a successor to Yellen in Treasury. Oh, uh, okay. I, can you even imagine a Treasury secretary coming out in favor of reappointing a Fed chair when this Treasury secretary was once the Fed chair? If the president wasn't really going to reappoint him, I just don't believe it.
0: OK, so John Fund on the way out, uh, what are the chances that Republicans win at least one of those three big races that we've got? The one in New Jersey, the one in California or the one in uh, uh, Virginia? Uh,
1: better than 50 percent, less than 70
0: and will this slow the Democrats down if we win one of those three?
1: Virginia uh, alone would be uh, a wake-up call for them because this is a state that has voted Democratic in the last four presidential yeah, elections. Yeah, it's a
0: red state. It's a blue state. It
1: used to be a red state. Now it's a blue state. Oh, and yeah. it's right in the Washington, D.C. media market. They can't ignore it. It'll be all over the news if if Democrats lose the governorship there.
0: Okay, so um, that is John Funn from national review and formerly from the wall street journal and david banson gentlemen thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on a labor day weekend uh, we're going to be right back folks i want you to call in now 1-800-848-9222 do you think we should pass this three and a half trillion dollar spending bill can our country afford it that's 1-800-848-9222 call in on the more money hotline we'll be right back with your calls stop ED is no
2: laughing matter This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure or diabetes Elevate Wellness can help 40% of men over 40 have experienced this Make the call to Elevate Wellness now 973-354-2276 973-354-2276 The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose and consultation Call Elevate Wellness 973-354-2276 or Elevate Wellness Group Dot com.